0: is haunted garage i'm your host frankie and with me as always jeremy david king so strap in smash that pedal and ride with us down the paranormal highway let's debunk and find the truth behind every ghost story in the world of transportation welcome to haunted garage let's rev it I'm your host, Frankie, and with me today, well, we have a change in the lineup. Please welcome... Daredevil Micro... (laughs) Machine... (laughs) (laughs) Motorcyclist, content creator, the connoisseur of crazy, the trivial true-crimer, the actor, writer, producer, a circus acrobat, a person that jumps out of perfectly all-right planes, the original OG cocaine bear, Lillian Van Shane.
1: Oh my god, wow. You You should always (laughs) use that intro.
0: I don't care if you're on like a today show. You should just use that intro for like, for. Ever. For rest of the your rest
1: life. of my life. No matter
0: what show you do, that is your injury.
1: I know. I'm going to be walking on the stage to accept my Academy Award and just like all of a sudden. Uh,
0: yeah, I just hijacked just- the, the whole I band.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't want to give it to you now. We got to give it to this guy named Frankie Campolotto we've never heard of. <laughs>
0: wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, maybe, hey.
1: No, well, then- we were of because of that one. Those couple of
0: <laughs> At the end of the day, you're the trivial true crimer.
1: I am the true. Okay, so like let's talk about trivial true crimer real quick. What does that mean? <laughs> I love the alliteration. Am I unimportant? to you
0: no you're just not as known as i am
1: okay that's fair and And, accurate
0: and after and after this show wow you're gonna be known
1: (laughs) by our 50 followers by our
0: 51 (laughs) followers and three listeners (laughs) namely me you and jeremy (laughs) (laughs) no madman and creepers cove listen to us oh yeah okay okay
1: our guys yeah those are our guys Okay, Okay. but okay, can we just So five.
0: (laughs) And our moms, wait.
1: Wait, Wait, we got more than we thought we did. (laughs) That's amazing.
0: We have to always count, fam. Who else thinks buying the merch? Like my mom bought nine hats. (laughs) I gotta support my
1: son. I know, man, our merch (laughs) is moving so fast.
0: There are so many stickers in my basement right now. (laughs) Like I have so many patches.
1: Every day Frankie comes up to me, he's like, we've sold about 50 stickers today. (laughs) And I go down (laughs) to the basement and they're all down there.
0: Well, oh, just, I, we did the sell them. them. I just bought them and I sent them to myself.
1: <laughs> so. Okay, also, wait. Can we address the circus acrobat part of that <laughs> intro?
0: I don't know why I said that.
1: Is that like a subconscious, like, you wish I would have been sent off and like sold into the circus <sighs> at a young age? I
0: think, What <laughs> Would have that been, <laughs> <done>? <laughs> I have had discussions with your parents about that. I, I think that circus acrobat is for me was like you are a motorcyclist that's not a lie like Mm -hmm. and you've done some crazy stuff when i just i think i first met you you were like facetiming me from the motorcycle like 110 miles an hour
1: i was like hey dude what's up (laughs) yeah we'll get coffee next week (laughs) Bye. so basically today i'm a guest host also Uh, known as a ghost
0: (laughs) (laughs) are you trying to say ghost host?
1: (laughs) a ghost no a, a guest host a ghost. Wow. <laughs> the two words together, <laughs> wow, you get a terrible. ghost on a paranormal podcast. Oh my God. that is terrible.
0: I am your host, your ghost host.
1: Okay. 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 Um.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And also, now that everyone knows way too much about me, should we talk about someone else?
0: I'm actually still with the guest host. Okay. Okay.
1: So we're still talking about <laughs> not All the right. person we're talking. We are going to gonna get back to.
0: Would you say brass tax? We're gonna get the brass text, but still I wanna offer you a little shout out. I want people to know that, yeah, you are more than just our ghost host tonight. Um, stepping in for Jeremy David King, who's in the garage actively sorting all the parts so we can get our K five seven eight K five going again. Looks like the Chevelle is gonna be starting, so check out our videos online next week. Uh should be pretty cool. But Shout out to Lillian, my co-host tonight, for her amazing work on the Honda Garage IG page. The video editing, the posts, the stories. Thank you for keeping it clean and thoughtful for all our audiences. And
1: speaking of Instagram, we also really, really suggest you take a pit stop on over to both creepers cove and radio wastelands pages so these guys have been making really funny content they're so entertaining they're so witty so smart so check them out for your own benefit i think their handles are at radio wastelands and at creepers cove we post them all the time so you can also find them through our instagram page at the haunted garage as well
0: yeah i got the opportunity to be on the tiki tuesday show last week on ig live and it was just a ball of giggles. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that whole ball of giggles.
1: It was a ball.
0: Hashtag ball of giggles. Hashtag giggles. Hashtag I had fun. They put me through a haunted <laughs> they put me through a haunted vehicle March Madness and we got to learn a lot about them I think radio wastelands is was one of our first followers and I started following his show him, yeah yeah madman is hilarious he just, like,
1: came in and was just so supportive right off the bat absolutely
0: Ian is the most gentle and kind soul with a great wit and funny humor very creative I'm looking forward to seeing more from them and having them on our show when we start doing some IG live stuff so check those guys out at radio wastelands and at creepers Cove and make sure sure you watch the total March Haunted Car March Madness Bracket on Radio Wasteland. It's pretty funny. They basically took the most (laughs) They basically took took the most haunted cars from all the haunted movies and they paired them up for each bracket. See who wins. Will it be Scooby-Doo Mystery Machine or the 71 Kuda? And it would have been mine if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. Yeah, I think it
1: said a lot about you too. You learn a lot about Frankie by going to listen to that March Madness bracket.
0: I, I thought it was one of my better shows. I've done a couple radio shows this weekend. I felt so natural. Yeah, you in that
1: didn't one. get too ragey. You know, you didn't like fly off the handle. What
0: do you mean I fly off the handle? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what do you mean I fly?
0: What do you mean I fly off the handle, woman? <laughs> but right now, we're gonna dive into something even more mysterious—a show that you've been waiting for for close to three weeks because Frankie had to do something with a cocaine bear. Franz Ferdinand, an episode you've been waiting for for so long, the Austrian
1: Archduke. Oh, my God. All right, let's get into it.
0: Let's get serious.
1: Okay. Well, tell me, about, tell me about
0: it. As serious as we can get.
1: Tell me about Ferdinand.
0: Archduke Franz Ferdinand called Ludwig Joseph Maria of Austria. The football jersey looked terrible and that guy actually wrapped around his entire <laughs> back, so he didn't even have a number on the back of the jersey. It was was just, that his
1: whole name? That was
0: his whole name.
1: Oh wow. I did not know that. <laughs>
0: So he's very Antebellum. He was born December 18th, 1863. Franz Ferdinand was the eldest son of Archduke Karl Ludwig of Austria, the younger brother of Emperor Franz Joseph I of Austria. Following the death of Crown Prince Rudolf in 1889, the death of Karl Ludwig in 1896, Franz Ferdinand became the heir presumptive to the Austro-Hungarian throne.
1: Sophie Chotek was not perceived as an acceptable wife in the eyes of the court. She was a lady-in-waiting, so this caused a huge conflict with the imperial household. The stipulations were, he could marry her, but as for his kids, zero rights to the throne.
0: I think that speaks of love. You're basically giving up the right for your offspring, but this is huge in the royal families. I mean, that says a lot that he he loved her that much that his kids would never be the king or queen or or the archduke either. I mean, they basically lost, what you're saying is they lost their right because of her status.
1: Yeah, so what does that say about the kind of man he is? Was this a selfish act, choosing love over this position of power for his heirs, or was this someone who believed his children would be given an even better future, born into a household of love and acceptance? I don't know. I'm getting too deep here, but I don't know.
0: I like that. Franz Ferdinand held significant influence over the military and in 1913 was appointed Inspector General of the Austro-Hungarian Armed (laughs) Forces... They don't talk like that, actually, just so everybody knows. That's like a a Warner Brothers cartoon that I'm doing.
1: Around this time, in 1913, the empire was slowly coming apart at the seams due to a heightened resentment following the Balkan Wars. And while some believed that the right move would be to invade Serbia after Serbian troops invaded Albania, France opposed this decision. He didn't want to rush into a huge war that would leave way too many dead if, as he predicted, Russia would rush to Serbia's aid during the invasion, and it would be this really big mess. He was left as the only guy in the way of starting a war. He did have plans to unify and save the empire, but those plans were opposed by the Slavic nationalists, who played a major role in eliminating the Duke's resistance. So tragically, on June 28th, 1914, Franz Ferdinand and his wife were assassinated in Sarajevo by the 19-year-old Gavrilo Princip, a member of Young Bosnia.
0: Young Bosnia is an interesting group of cohorts. They rebelled against the leadership. Princip claimed in his trial he was aiming for the unification of all Yugoslavs, that they must be free from Austria. They were all college students heavily influenced by the teachings of their professors. Who believed in Tyrannosaurus Rex? Tyrannus, <laughs> Tyrann- <laughs> Is that a is that a poison? Tyrannicide. <laughs> no, what do you want? It's not do, do you prescribe that when you have a headache? What do you have? Um, take two t- t- It's not Tylenol. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> tyrannicide.
1: What does that? It mean? is the killing or assassination of a tyrant or unjust ruler, usually for the common good. Hmm. Hmm. As I look over to Frankie, diabolically. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything, I promise. Okay, so we know Ferdy was uh rather <laughs> disliked. My boy Ferdy was rather disliked by the people, and it's said that it is said that he was not scared to share his opinion. So he was disliked and very opinionated and spoke it whenever he wanted to.
0: Ferdy not to be confused with Fergie.
1: Yes. Franz Ferdinand.
0: <laughs> not Franz Ferdinand.
1: Franzi, Franzi or Ferdy.
0: Franzi or Ferdy as we I spent like- a lot
1: of time with him this weekend. <laughs> We're on a first name, nickname basis.
0: But but in in retrospect, when you look back, it, it this war was a very unnecessary war, and 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 that's a lot of a lot of real historians' opinions that World War One was kind of a uh, uh, a real scapegoat.
1: Hmm. His death was used as a catalyst for the actual war, and then once he was assassinated, it was like, all right, well, okay, time to wage war on all of these people who are opposing us, who are trying to rise up and rebel against the empire. It's kind of an interesting coincidence, the way that it all happened. So, earlier in the day, there was an initial attempt on the Archduke's life. Like, this assassination wasn't the first time that day that I they mean, had tried They
0: were young, set. they were inexperienced. So, of course, <laughs> you know, a lot of things went wrong earlier in the day. It was first done by... Nedeljko Kavernovik. <laughs>
1: I <laughs> just listening to it one more time. It was done by a man named Nadezhko Gavrinovic. He was a part of an extremist group targeting Ferdinand. He threw a grenade at the limo as it was approaching Town Hall.
0: And the, and the old jalopy made it through and actually exploded <laughs> behind it.
1: Yeah, it exploded behind the car, behind Franz's car and it happily spared the two. Their two lives, exciting. For now. For now, it didn't injure everyone in the car behind them, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure nobody died, but They were definitely hospitalized.
0: I would have just stayed at the hotel at that point. Yeah. But he didn't.
1: But he didn't. So after that event, um, Franz was obviously furious. And I guess I would also be really mad if someone had gotten close enough to throw a bomb at my car.
0: I'm going to do the quote here in my best Austrian accent. Okay.
1: Okay okay oh yes okay yes he said he said something when he got to town hall because he was really
0: he went back to the governor's mansion yeah he's like excuse
1: me where are my expectations of safety gone where's my secret service Is this in a war zone is it inconceivable that those working in the effort to protect the duke could like maybe notice a bomb a guy with a bomb in the crowd yeah so what does he say when he gets to town hall (laughs)
0: it's like amazing he didn't say any of that but that was awesome he actually just said so this is how you welcome your guests with bombs
1: I can relate. I would totally say that too.
0: I would say it just like that. Can relate. It was like springtime for Hitler. How anyway, dare you! So then, sometimes
1: the why not with the cookies?
0: Why not with the cookies?
1: <laughs> Do you want some teas and crumpets? No teas and crumpets. Only bombs here, sir. But
0: like we were saying before, Ferdinand insisted on visiting those who were injured in his assassination attempt earlier in the day. So they rode in the limo, but made a wrong turn. So they threw that puppy in reverse, and guess what? It stalls. You have to understand, cars at the time, especially in this region, was not a hot commodity. It was very few and far between. So cars didn't always run like today. Horseless carriages, no matter how nice, were not the most reliable workhorses that they would eventually become.
1: Right. Like this was 1914 and the first car rolling down the block in About 1903
0: what? would be a Model A. Yeah, so okay. Model A was a two-speed. Uh, so actually, the car that, that Ferdinand is in... It's actually, it's going to be faster. It's a four speed.
1: So, enter Gavrilo. He was chilling at a cafe across the street when he recognizes the Archduke cursing at the broken down car. So, this guy is having a sandwich his at favorite,
0: this cu- His favorite sandwich?
1: How do you know it's his favorite sandwich? Because it's only
0: one restaurant in town. So, if you're eating there, everything's your favorite, okay, in my opinion. Okay, so
1: he's sitting at this cute little corner cafe thinking to himself- Aw, oh, man, really blew that one today. Can't believe my troop and I didn't fulfill my life's purpose. Oh shucks. Oh shucks. <laughs> and like, what do you know? Turns to look into oncoming traffic. Whoa, no way. Waiter, make that sandwich to go. Blam, blam. Like, this man sips, uh, you know, cappuccino, gets as close as he can to the man they planned to assassinate earlier, and like, little less than blind fires towards this guy, gets his wife in the gut and the duke in the neck.
0: Talk about fast food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll have a sandwich, please, to go.
0: <laughs> Franz Ferdinand's assassination led to the July crisis and precipitated Austria-Hungary's declaration of war against Serbia, which in turn triggered a series of events that eventually led to Austria-Hungary's allies and Serbia's allies declaring war on each other, starting, dun-dun-dun, World War I.
1: But was it the sandwich, or was it the 1910 Grafenstift the Double Phaeton engine number two. Whoa, 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 wait.
0: <laughs> I know you're new to the podium here, but what comes next?
1: <laughs> boom, boom, mother trucker. It's
0: time for car spec. Let's rev it.
1: The engine was a four-cylinder, 5.8 liter.
0: That's 1.4 liters per cylinder. With
1: 32 horsepower. That's a
0: lot of horses.
1: <laughs> it had a four-speed gearbox, The motor was a T-head design that was similar to an L-head, but the valves are on opposite sides of the piston, creating a cross-flow design.
0: Listen to James Dean's Little Bash to learn all about the L's and T-heads.
1: The engine was complex, requiring separate camshafts for intake and exhaust valves. It was also very heavy and inefficient compared to flatheads and overhead valves.
0: Flatheads are more efficient? Really? The
1: engine had two cylinders cast with an aluminum crankcase. The valves have water jackets just above them to combat overheating due to the fuel that was used over 100 years ago. The fuel had a much lower octane rating, which is resistant to detonation due to compression.
0: Exactly. A lot of times the fuel was actually called hemp fuel, but we'll get into that in another episode. Okay, cool. Back then, detonation was a leading cause of catastrophic failure to cars. Detonation, or pre-ignition, is when fuel explodes during the piston's upward movement during the compression stroke. Normally, in an engine ignition will be 0 to 20 degrees before top dead center, known as base timing. Ignition too early will rob power or cause damage to the engine. This has been Car Specs.
1: It's important to note that this assassination was the breaking point that directly caused World War One. Fun fact, real quick, my great grandfather valiantly served as a corporal in the Anzac Expeditionary Force for New Zealand and Australia. Yeah, so um I'm kind of a big deal.
0: You are on this podcast today on you this are podcast kind of, today.
1: Yes. yes. While storming the beaches of Gallipoli Peninsula with thousands of other young men, he was wounded. He lost a part of his thigh from a machine gun round. And, um, yeah, I, I know this has nothing to do with Franz Ferdinand yeah, or wait, the limo. Yeah, but wait, back up a second.
0: That's actually pretty cool because, once again, we, we look at this limo or the sandwich, right. and we know that it causes World it causes War I. It causes World War I. But it also causes...
1: The birth of myself
0: <laughs> and my
1: father. So it's kind of a big deal, um, yeah. If my if my um, if my if my great grandfather hadn't been wounded on the Gallipoli Peninsula and sent home, he wouldn't have knocked up my great grandmother, and I wouldn't be here today.
0: That's that's, crazy. that's and that's the birds so, and the bees.
1: Thanks, Ferdy. Love you. Love Ferdy. Okay, so uh, during World War One, there were about twenty million casualties from civilians to military. And after World War One, there was the Great Depression, not just in the U.S., but in most of the world, where it allowed evil and powerful leaders to come to power in Germany, Russia, Italy. So the start of World War II is directly correlated to World War One. And if World War II had 75 million casualties, that would mean that the assassination of Franz Ferdinand and his wife in his car ultimately led to 95 million casualties. Deaths. Yikes!
0: Making it Haunted Garage's most, deadly, most car. deadly car! Let's rev something!
1: Ah! <laughs> oh yeah. no, no! So now we pause for station identification.
0: This is the High Gear Network. Freedom is a feeling of open awareness that, regardless of where you stand or who you stand on, it is your right, whether left or right, blue, red, or even mauve. Freedom. Is the American way, and now you can be a lucky listener to taste that freedom. Simply reply with, I want to taste freedom on Wednesday, March 24th, on our coffee post for your chance to win a kilo of Freedom Rose from Black Rifle. The first one to comment takes home the kilo like cocaine bear on a morning stride. Black Rifle coffee, the taste of freedom. And now back to our show.
1: Frankie, what was the car up to after the assassinations?
0: The car had um, a lot of hurt feelings because it was blamed for the death of her and Hand. Her. It had really nothing to do. It was just a <laughs> poorly built car. So basically, a tin rust bucket that actually stalled out and ended, and basically would cause ninety five million deaths. Okay,
1: happened. okay. Just, so that's where the facts the facts it, end. It,
0: the facts end. The lore
1: begins. The paranormal he's world. He's pissed. The car is pissed.
0: The car is just mad at this point. So all, it's like, oh darn it! It takes on the curses of the world. What have I done? Clearly. Clearly, In the following 12 years, the limo saw 15 owners. This is impressive in and of itself.
1: It really goes down the paranormal highway. <laughs> <laughs> this really shoots down there. Anyway, this,
0: this, is, this is the road you want to be on.
1: So it apparently, apparently it may have been involved in accidents claiming 13 lives, right? Yes. But this could have been hard to document because it was so long ago. It was on a different continent. Right. 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 right, so here's what this supposedly cursed car was up to following the Duke incident.
0: The car was said to have belonged to the man who was riding shotgun when the assassination occurred. The Austrian general, Oskar Podjurik, who went insane and ended up in an asylum. Mm. <laughs> I, I guess the car <laughs> drove in there.
1: It drove them to insanity. <laughs> what a fantastic destination.
0: I mean, every time I take a date to dinner, it's where I go. I drive all the women I've ever dated there.
1: No, to insanity. <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> okay, so the, the supposed next owner trying to avoid an accident collides with two people
0: and hits a tree. What exactly was he trying to avoid when he hit both? He
1: hit both. Like... You do what? What? <laughs> so, what's a, what about the governor of Yugoslavia?
0: The country of origin for the Hugo, <laughs> the worst car ever made. Hugo, it stays <laughs>
1: Yugos, Yugoslavia. <laughs> what was what was in store for him?
0: The first accident severed his arm, thus giving him the nickname Lefty. Right.
1: <laughs> That's not true, Frankie.
0: <laughs> Is any of this true?
1: Touche. Touche. After severing his arm, he sells the car to a friend on a dare to buy the cursed car. The friend rolls the car over, <laughs>
0: loses his left arm. Giving him the name righty. No,
1: that's not true. He did not lose his arm, and that's not... No.
0: No, he didn't lose any arms. He was crushed to death. Flattened Oh,
1: just, just crushed to death. That's all.
0: <laughs> Sorry, facts only.
1: Yeah, facts only, Frankie. God, get it together.
0: What if he sold the car for half the price? <laughs>
1: What if, what if he sold the car for $400? <laughs> he
0: sells the car at a flat rate.
1: Because he was flattened to death?
0: <laughs> Yes, to a Swiss racing driver who also rolled the car and was surprised, crushed to death. Okay, the flat rate was fiction. No flat rate. <laughs> no flat rate.
1: And then what's the next guy? What, what happens to this next guy? Tiva Hushfield? Yes, tell a me about it. A Romanian
0: him. garage.
1: Oh, I don't know he, why, but what, that reminds he me. he is of you? a
0: Romanian garage? Or <laughs> like, he owned a Romanian <laughs> no, garage?
1: No, he's a Romanian garage owner. Known as so,
0: the. Ro- he has <laughs> this boxing name. Tyler <laughs> Hirschfeld, the Romanian garage.
1: Well, what did he do?
0: He drove this car to a wedding where he spun out of control, killing five. He was the last owner.
1: Okay, okay. This is all kind of lore, right? there's no real documentation that, that these things actually occurred unless Frank Edwards right. who wrote the story in which all of these things happen, right? Knew something that no one else had cared to write down. What is documented though. Yeah. And it is, it's an interesting oddity was the license plate on the car when Franz was assassinated. It reads a one 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 eight, possibly predicting the end of world war One, which is Armistice Day, which is one 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 one, eighteen. So eleven eleven, eighteen.
0: Right, but remember four years ago. Remember two three, three years ago. It was A I I. Just kidding.
1: It was hundred years ago. Okay. <laughs>
0: two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen.
1: World War One finally crap, ended. Just fin- finally, this <laughs> feels it really feels that way.
0: So that's a, that's one of those weird coincidences, right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually A I I. Okay. Not A one one. Okay. So you can visit the car It sits in Vienna Oh cool At the <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, what museum it Actually it the at, museum Frankie? is
0: big Because of the name of it It actually was a small museum But they couldn't fit the name So they made the museum bigger To fit the Wait, name on the it
1: The building had to be rebuilt As a bigger building Just to fit to the fit name the name
0: That was it <laughs> It's Vienna's Harris Jassen Likes and Schlitz and Lichy's
1: this is why there's so much war. <laughs> How oh. to pronounce.
0: Okay, here we go. Yeah, just have them do it. Keep it rolling. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, if it's possible to choke on your tongue while saying a word, it's that one.
1: Wow, it's pretty good. Thank you. Thank Museum.
0: It doesn't appear to be restored. The car. <laughs> the name definitely needs restoring. <laughs> so at that museum, Heron Streitz and Lickin Lights. Heres yeah, Geschichtliches museum. Um, <laughs> it's where the car sits now. It doesn't appear to be restored and it does not show any signs of terrible crashes. Yeah. Any Any car guy, I mean, any tire kicker, actually, that goes to look for a car the first thing he's going to do, he's going to get the old guy that comes out there with a smoker's voice and he's going to take a magnet out of his pocket and he's going to rub that magnet all over the car to find out where the Bondo is, right? Because it's plastic. And so that magnet's not going not gonna to stick anywhere. The, so the steel structure is going to lose integrity. So if, if you looked underneath this car and you saw a bunch of welds and a bunch of rebends and all these different things and new metal within it from 1914 to now. You'd be like, huh, suspicious. Well, if this car rolled over as many times as it said, I mean, you're going to have frame damage. You're going to have major damage i mean this is 1914 that car is not going to survive a rollover no for it to even be sold which is funny about the graph and stiff though they they did go on as a company and they went and they built trolleys and buses and trains and everything and they went out of business in 2001 so they were around a long time a really long time so I don't know that the tenacity of what was built in 1914 with the Graf and Stiff that was Franz Ferdinand's coach, because it wasn't really his car. So, that's another thing too about the lore that kind of extends the paranormal, right? And I don't, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when you get into like the paranormal and the cursed cars and stuff like that, you know, it could be that you have to also look at the, like the science behind the cars at the time, right? These cars were not, these cars were meant to go A to B down the road right and
1: not very fast
0: and not very fast but when they were fast right we didn't have things like built-in suspension we didn't have power steering we didn't have certain aspects that you need today to make the drive a lot smoother so if you're hitting top speeds and you're trying to crank it and go right or left you're going to roll your car pretty easily
1: oh wow especially
0: with something like this so i think that might there might have been a couple tragedies but once again, when you see this car in the pictures in the post on Instagram, you're going to be like, "Well, how is that car involved in that many accidents and still looks like?" Looks that? Looks
1: pretty pristine.
0: Now, you made a good point too earlier: is that this car uh, was originally a different color than it is at the museum? It
1: was is a blood red initially.
0: So it was a, so originally, it almost like predicted the fate of the people that would drive
1: this it. this final destination esque. Uh,
0: Exactly. Event. People that ended up in it were left blood red.
1: What if it had gone through so much crazy damage? They had to repaint it. Maybe I and don't know. It pretty, maybe it was maybe held up.
0: I I was kind of stuck without having Jeremy here today. I'm really when you said blood red. I'm really thinking like I can't remember when the first colored car was. Like who was the first car company? to make colored cars. I would assume that it would be Ford. They had such a leap, but the famous quote from Ford is, you can have it in any color you want as long as it's black. (laughs) So the fact that this was a blood-red car, there's something that's very mysterious and maybe paranormal about that from, from that aspect. Sure. I mean, honestly, you don't need anything... More for this car to have achieved, right? You had 95 million deaths, really making it a yeah, Garage as really. deadliest car. <laughs> I mean, right now in the running, there's five episodes. Right, this is the one that holds Doesn't the biggest body running. count. But still, I think that from the paranormal angle, I think that if anybody ever wants to, you know, be in Vienna, look at that museum and be around that car, I can almost guarantee you're definitely going to have some very strange entities because sure. the wishes. Someone,
1: someone there was yeah, there was so much evil evil intent to take someone's life.
0: Oh, false premises.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So there's a little bit of vein there when you get into ghost hunting, when you get into...
1: There's anger there. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So it's possible that there could be a transference of energy there because, you know, he dies over presumably a lie. As we near the end of the episode, we're five episodes in, we have a lot of stories about these cars, cursed cars, haunted cars. The James Dean story you know, pops up right about the time this car is alleged to have disappeared, right? So they're almost oh. playing this weird timeline Interesting together. So even if the limo is not Curse, it is undeniable that this car is tied to nearly 100 million deaths because of that fateful day in June of 1914. And with that, we tie up today's show for you guys,
1: it's been a pleasure being with you all on this Monday or whatever day of the week it is. Uh, you choose to ride down the paranormal highway with us.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So join us next time when me and Jeremy and Jeremy will be back in the driver's Thank seat. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank God. Thank uh, yeah. God. As we uh, as we take it down a different transportation highway, as we board the trains, all aboard for Lincoln's Railroad, the Ghost Train. Of Lincoln. And then Lily's back for Headless Riders, who will be all three of us on that show. That'll be a fun one.
1: Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Because you're a motorcyclist. And I can't wait to do a show with Jeremy. He's so funny. He is. And so you'll have
0: a good month to get inside all the research for Headless Riders. Absolutely. I I know you're really excited about that one because you do ride. I do ride. You ever seen a Headless Rider? I am one. (laughs) And with that...
1: I got got no head on my shoulders, (laughs) my friends. it's (laughs) gone
0: well way to get ahead in life we'll talk to you guys later from all of us here at Haunted Garage we wish you high gears and high revs